This is the Job Stories Podcast, how people find work that matters. So we're going to get started um, just to get us going. Thanks so much again for coming on the Job Stories Podcast. And if you don't mind, just to get us get us the ball rolling, do you mind to introduce yourself and what's your job and what company do you work for now? Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Brian Walter. I'm the VP of Engineering at Voice. Uh, Voice.com is our, our platform. Uh, we are very much in the Web3 space, uh, specifically uh, NFT marketplace. And, um, you know, we, we cater a lot to artists, creators that, especially those that may not be as familiar with crypto and blockchain technologies and to really give them an easy entry into that space. Um, but we, you know, our, certainly our biggest goals are to connect them with their, their fans or other collectors or bring new fans into, to, you know, the folks that, that, are interested in buying their digital artwork. Um, specifically for me, uh, I'm over the engineering team as far as the platform, which are a full stack team of, of engineers and the front end engineering team to build a, the platform that is the, the NFT market marketplace that we have. Cool. Yeah, I actually want to get into some about voice here in a little bit, but um, just to back us up, for you personally, so um, what what kind of got you started on this path? Because I, I we'll we'll have we do have some candidates that listen to this podcast and also entrepreneurs. So I, I, right now I'm asking that question maybe in the guise of somebody that's just getting into engineering and maybe wants to be a VP of engineering one day. Maybe they got that on their radar. I'd like to hear your story. Kind of how did that go for you? How did you get to where you where, are today? Where's my career? How yeah. have I got here? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, I started out. As, as a software engineer uh, over 20 years ago, very much desirous of, of just building good software. Um, never never had any aspirations of being a manager uh, or anything like that, managing people. I, I really enjoyed the, the build aspect of it, you know, and, 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 and the problem solving that comes along with it and the creativity that, that exists in, in really coming up with a good solution, whether it's elegant, whether it's nicely formatted or really all that together. Um, and as I went on through my career, got the opportunity to, to manage people. And my first response was no, <laughs> think, well, let me think about it a little bit more, you know, and, and then I, I took it on and it slowly kind of got out of the actual software development side of things and into more of the people management side of things specifically for software engineering teams. And, and I found that, you know, I still have that craving, that desire to build things. And, and I see my career now as building high-performance teams, teams that uh, understand what good software engineering culture is all about uh, and really being able to deliver, and specific to now where, where I am with voice, deliver what our users need and want. Um, and to do so, um, uh, with the mentality of of really uh, wanting to to provide that value to our to our end users. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I am curious. I was thinking about this kind of when you mentioned or in your early days too, how much you just love that kind of creative process. And now you're managing a team of people that serves creators. Like that's kind of a cool. Um, it's just kind of cool the way it kind of maybe came full circle a little bit for you there. 
Sure. Um, I mean, it. I didn't when when I started with Voice, uh, and and we started as a different platform than an NFT space. weren't even really in the creator side of things, but the way it has gotten to a platform for creators. My my wife is an artist, so I understand a lot of what that that entails. And um, you know, I don't. I never never been mistaken for an artist from that perspective but the creativity side of it we all have that outlet to some extent and again for me in my career early on especially it was the software development side of things um and now it's you know still solving problems i mean i have problems every day that I, i'm solving uh whether it's a career growth trajectory of of, of one of my team members or whether it's figuring out who's going to work on what or, um, you know, anything else that comes our way. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I wanted to ask you this. I was thinking about this today because I, I talked to a friend um, recently who is getting into kind of product design spaces where he's, he's thinking, but he made a comment to me that I thought was really pretty profound is that he's done some, he has led some teams, but um, he's, he also kind of, kind of just rethinking through, I guess in retrospect was like, I, I don't know that I have been under it, so far in his career managers that have really showed him how to lead well. So he wanted to take a step back and find someone he could learn underneath and then learn to be a manager again in a different way. I was curious about that for you. Was there somebody in your career that you were just like, they managed me really well. And now I think I would like to manage people. Did that kind of like a mentorship kind of thing? Was that part of your story? It, just a little bit. I mean, when I got into it, I I tried to seek out other managers. I didn't have somebody in the company that I worked for at the time, and so I did. I did get involved with a career coach that helped me significantly. And and, and one of the things specifically, and something I still share because I have some uh, folks on my team that want to head in that direction, and some already are. But you know, it's a lot of times it's identifying your strengths and really understanding what you're good at. Um, but also understanding where some of your blind spots are because it can be detrimental if you don't see things that can creep up. And for me personally, you know, I've, you, you can do the personality tests and, and, and those types of things. And, you know, for me, it's, I'm, my personality is one that I don't like conflict, you know, but I need to be able to understand when there's a that's coming up and not just step back from it, but to be assertive when when the time comes and uh, really understand that, hey, yes, this can be a blind spot if I just go back to natural tendencies. And that's one of the things I, you know, I do talk to my prospective managers and my managers about, you know, as part of their growth and and, and really focusing to you know, this is a little bit different subject with that specifically, but as they're growing in, in their management experience is really focusing on the, their direct reports, you know, and it's not just about trying to get the best out of them from a coding perspective. It's getting the best out of them from a personal perspective, you know, and an engagement uh, perspective, you know, because it's, it's very much to me about ensuring that all of our folks all of our team members are engaged in what they're doing. And that leads to D 
deeper understanding of of the platform that we're trying to build that leads to better just in enjoyment of, of the things that they're building it makes them a better teammate um keeps them from getting bored and and starting to look elsewhere or or anything like that so i, I do focus on that and and that's what i kind of mentor my you know my upcoming managers on that's you know that's a big thing um is is equipment for for anybody yeah that's so so good uh, thank you for sharing that I, you're one of many leaders that we've had on this this podcast before that talk about at some point they had a career coach and i'm finding that really interesting um yeah. So was that, did, did you, was that a pivotal point in your career? Was it, were you in the middle of a transition? Like, why did you seek that out? Um, uh, main, I've sought her out twice. Once when I first became a, a manager, because I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> you know? And, uh, she was very instrumental in, in that first, that initial, um, you know, assessment, I guess, of me and, and really helping me learn a, a, more about myself but learn how to, how to invest in others. And, you know, because you can, it, it's so important to get an external perspective from somebody else besides your manager, your boss or whoever. But even, you know, more importantly for me, it was somebody external to the organization that I was working for to, to be able to come unbiased and say, I see where you need to grow. And, but these are also a lot of your strengths. Um, and so she helped me develop early on in my career, my management career. Uh, and then as I transitioned later, uh, I got back in touch with her and was like, okay, I'm at a point in my career. I've been a manager. I want to move more director, you know, and, and on up the ladder. And she was, gave me a lot of good advice on that, um, because she, she's spent a lot of time with different companies, particularly particularly in the technology field of this is what you can expect, you know, at the different levels. Um, and so I even occasionally still have coffee or lunch with her just to kind of get a checkup. Um, and because she, she asked hard questions a lots of times, you know, have you considered this or sounds a little bit odd here? What's, you know, what's going on. Um, and, and that's what a good career coach will do. That's, that's really, really, really cool. Um, I'm curious too, you mentioned someone, cause I think that's unbelievably sound advice, having someone that's outside your organization. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I hadn't necessarily thought about that prior, but you probably, it probably is important. Like having a mentor within your organization is great. Right. But also having that someone that's not biased towards the company, was that intentional? I guess that was for you. Yeah. It was for me um, because, again, it was unbiased and somebody that was just like looking at it to say, you know, what what are, what are you faced with? And I I can apply other learnings that I've had with other people similar to you and and ask you some of the same questions. But, you know, another another place that I've thought it before, haven't had as much experience or as much uh really luck finding other people, but just other folks that are in the same stage that I am to be able to say, what, what problems do you face on a daily basis? Um, very much, you know, have sought that out. It, sometimes it's hard. I live in a smaller town where it's not as easy to, I haven't really 
spend a lot of energy now that we're in a virtual world or much more so. But I think there's a lot of value there too, to say, you know, what, you know, how do you, how do you do this? How do you do it in your company? What are the challenges you face? Um, and, you know, looking across that way is also a great way to, to help out. Yeah, we've had that. I mean, I've had that personally. I mean, there's been a lot of, a lot of, um, folks, this is interesting because you were talking about somebody in your life that she was able to ask you hard questions. And I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of folks that have poured into us, you know, just personally and professionally. And more, a lot of times people kind of say, we'll, we'll almost talk about some ways things went wrong and how they learned from that, almost like a failure and how they learned from that. That's been really valuable. Have you seen that as well? Like learning from mistakes kind of? Absolutely. I mean, because we all make mistakes, you know, and and I do try to to take those as learning experiences, you know, because I'm not the best, I'm not the most eloquent communicator, but I try to be thorough and try to see from from their perspective, whatever the situation, good or bad, you know. And and there's been many mistakes that I've made in the past. Um, I think the key when you make a mistake, particularly with a with a direct report or somebody on your team. A key to that is uh, is really going back to that person and saying, you know, I, I reevaluated my response or whatever, and, and, and really coming back to them and saying, you know, I've thought about this a little bit more. Let me, you know, I apologize if it, you know, was offensive or whatever, but you know, really focusing on them because that gives a deeper level of of trust, you know, and I think that's extremely important. It gives a level of transparency. It gives a level of, of really, or a sense of, you know, caring about the individual on an individual basis. And it's, it's very hard sometimes to say I I messed up. Uh, The important thing is recognizing that and then saying, okay, how am I going to do this different the next time? Uh, and, And, and I bring up trust because, you know, that's an important thing as well, because it takes a long time to build trust and a very, very short time to lose it. And again, a long time to rebuild that if you if you do lose that. Yes. Um, you know, it has to do with integrity. It has to do with, you know, those things that people believe you when you say something yeah. and believe that you're genuine about it. And that, that's really how I approach management and always have. Yeah. And I, that's, that's wonderful, wonderful advice. Like I said, for, for, for both sides of our audience, which are, you know, maybe candidates, but also entrepreneurs, I mean, building levels of trust with people you work with, maybe it's another company, maybe it's another client, but if, if your baseline's trust and you can, can really collaborate well, like I, I appreciate that sentiment for sure. Um, I'm curious too, as we're kind of getting close, you talked about it a little bit at the front, but do you mind to touch a little bit more on Voices' mission of just helping creators? Because I'd, I'd like to have some more sound bites of that, if you will, of just kind of the yeah. mission of that. Because I'm a big supporter of, of, you know, helping access to creators in that way. Yeah. And a lot of times, um, you know, a lot of the audience that we're trying to attract from the creator side of things, maybe those that, are a little, they know they want to get into an NFT space, but they don't know how because NFT is also associated with crypto. And I don't have any crypto, 
you know, I don't want to get in that, but I want to be able to sell my my artwork, my digital artwork. And so we focused a lot on onboarding those and and helping them get on our platform. Easy to mint, easy to sell, no crypto involved if you don't want to. Um, and so we focused a lot on that and, and helping coach them. This is how you set up, you know, your portfolio. And maybe this is a good price range for, for your artwork. Um, but the other side and what we're a little bit more focused on now is bringing their 1,000 true fans onto the platform as well or helping them create their all their fans uh, that are going to follow them. And some of the tools that that we've created that that help them build up their fan base in this digital art world. Uh, and sometimes it's bringing in people new to the to the space as well, or sometimes bringing, you know, collectors that are already interested in fine art uh, and, and really quality, high quality stuff that that exists out there. Um, because you also have a lot of from a collector side, some are just investors. They see it as a potential investment, but some are true collectors of art and want to be able to display that on their displays, whether it's a TV or, or their phone or, or whatever. So it's so much uh, bringing those two groups together. Yeah. Yeah. It's phenomenal. I mean, I'm thinking of, and you know her, but Carly on our team, she mm -hmm. was one of those that's a painter and an artist. And um, that's what got her started was like, maybe I don't know if she was real into crypto, but I, she was painting and was like, this NFT thing sounds exciting. I mean, I've already got all this artwork. She paints every weekend, I think. So I, that's that's why that's a it's a cool spot. I appreciate what you're doing because I think that was Carly's story, right? About a year ago. So yeah, it's, it's just so cool. Yeah. And and there are a lot of marketplaces out there that are focused on different different aspects of NFTs. Uh, they're you know a lot of them are focused on lower priced utility type NFTs or more the true investment value of like the board apes or those other things, some of them are that were just spun up to make a buck, you know, and, and, and really what we're trying to build is, is a long-term view, you know, not only from the platform side of things, but getting back to the, the team that we're trying to build something that's going to, you know, we building the foundation of it now um, that will last much longer than, you know, a lot of these startups that come and go, we're very much, have that long, long vision of, of, because NFTs, we firmly believe are, are here to stay. Still, there's a lot of audience out there that's not sure exactly where, or how it fits, you know, and transitioning them, particularly in the art world from physical artwork to digital art. So that's, yeah, that's also a lot of our focus too. Yeah, that's great. That's so great. Um, uh, just back to you personally real quick and we're about to wrap up, but, um, what, what, this could be professionally, this could be personally, but I always like to ask our guests, what are you looking forward to for what's, what's up next for Brian that you're excited about? Uh, just, you know, really continue to grow my team professionally. Um, I have a, I have an incredibly talented team that, uh, I can't take the credit for the things that we deliver. I, I have to pass it all on to them, both, you know, the team that's beneath me, the team that's around me and the team that's above me, uh, leadership all the way down and, and folks that are excited about this industry that we're in helps fuel my excitement as well. 
And, um, you know, it, it's, it's fun to be in this space because there are new developments almost daily. And so to be a part of that and really continuing on that path for Web 3.0, you know, and what that means into the future of, of blockchain technology, of ownership that, that we retain instead of companies that we that. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Well, if you don't mind, if there's anybody that listens that wants to learn more about voice or about you or, or anything, everything in between, do you mind what is, what's a good way for them to reach out to you if they decide to? Sure. Personally, Brian.Walter at voice.com. Uh, or they can go on our website, voice.com, and there are links to how to get in touch with us. We're on Twitter. I think it's Voice HQ. Um, and, you know, just reaching out that way is, is probably the easiest way to get in touch with me. Awesome. This has been phenomenal. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate your time. This is, this is really cool stuff. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Appreciate the time. Appreciate the invitation. Sure. It's great to see you. You have a good day. We'll talk soon. Thanks. See you, Brian. Bye-bye.